What is going on, my friends? This is Demi, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. There's not a lot going on, so guess what? We're just going to be talking about a bunch of random stuff. You wanted an Arsenal Women Podcast? Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 wherever you may be listening from. I appreciate you being here, your time, your energy, your patience, your comments, anything and everything is appreciated. Before I start fully, I want to let you know that for any of those interested in music lessons with me, all you have to do, and I know this is not a music podcast, but... If you're interested in taking lessons with me, whether it's drums, percussion, guitar, bass, one-on-one music mentorship lessons, even a live coaching session, you may do so by donating $20 to MomsDemandAction.org. Again, that's MomsDemandAction.org, which is a foundation, charity, and an organization that helps reduce gun violence in America by raising funds, by uh, raising awareness uh, in pro in favor of responsible gun ownership, and it helps elect the right politicians, not from the right, but right the correct politicians uh, uh, to office uh, that are going to ensure that less uh, mass shootings happen, especially in schools. So with that out of the way, I want to again thank you for being here. And I know there's not a lot of stuff going on in the whole sort of arsenal world. We haven't had any sort of New signings, a couple of departures here and there that I spoke about in the past. But, uh, you know, I think we we slowly but surely will turn our eye into the Euro Cup that starts in three weeks. And I'm very, very excited. So I think what I'm going to do is the next couple of episodes are going to just start being about either the Dutch Lionesses or the British Lionesses. So we'll get to that next week. However... One of the things that does stand out to me was the renewal of Jen Beattie. And I particularly am very, very excited about that for a ridiculously amount of reasons, right? I have actually done a previous episode on on Jen, but I think that her presence is outstanding. She's a survivor, somebody that has beaten cancer and has done so in the most bravest of ways. Uh, she's an inspiration to everybody. Every player loves her. She's somebody that lights up the dressing room from, from anything and everything that I have heard and read just like you on social media. And I'm just very, very happy that uh, she's around. I'm also extremely happy and joyful that she's around based on purely her footballing abilities. I understand that she had a little dip of in, 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 you know, performances the latter half of the season. I totally understand. And I also would not necessarily hold that against her. Not that it's my role to do so or not, but I, I'm trying to basically say that I have patience with her, that she has earned a lot of seasons of not performing well if she had to, uh, from what she has done for the club, what she's done for herself, for millions of people that are survivors of a chronic illness like cancer. And just overall, I think she's an incredible role model. 
I think she's a very, very strong player. And the idea of having her around and her experience being so vast can only help the club as a whole, the, the, the experienced players, younger players coming in. And I also love the, the, the contract that she signed because she is now entrusted with and hired to help younger players to be part of the academy and, of course, to help uh, um, materialize partnerships with brands and different organizations with the players. And I think that this is, and, and I might be wrong, but I had never heard of a contract like this So I think it's revolutionary. I think it's groundbreaking. I think it's unbelievable. And I think it shows so much sensibility and so much open-mindedness and kindness and gratitude and, and future planning and thinking ahead in terms of creating a culture, respecting youth coming up, respecting the person, you know, and trusting them with such an important role. I just think it's magnificent. I have never heard of anything like that. And I am so very proud that it is happening not only at Arsenal Women Football Club, but specifically with Jen. And in the past, I've heard of sort of modified contracts in sports. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp changed his contract a few times. Uh, we know of other players that have done so in, on the men's side. Uh, we've seen it in American football with Tom Brady taking pay cuts with uh, Chipper Jones of the Atlanta Braves many years ago taking a considerable pay, pay cut to remain on the team. But I had never heard of something like this that ensures them being part of the academy and hoping a little more of a strategic partnership vision uh, to be a constant. I think that's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing it on the women's side of the game. And in this sort of atmosphere of, you know, comparing men to women that you see a lot still on social media and, you know, we see it with Buchanan signing for Chelsea and all the comments from even Chelsea players, uh, excuse me, Chelsea fans being so negative and being so misogynistic, like this is going to continue on for, for a very long time. But this is the kind of stuff where among many But this is per a perfect example of how the men's game can benefit from learning and studying from the women's game. I think it's just so important that we, we take these things with such an open mind and open heart and apply it to whoever we can in all sort of spectrum, in the whole sports spectrum or football spectrum, because it can only benefit All parties. There's just no way where it, it wouldn't benefit all parties. And there's something, I, uh, another thing that I wanted to say, actually, has to do with, the, the, there's a lot of teams and a lot of stuff that has been going on on social media, Arsenal included, about, you know, the, the men's teams and the women's team, whether it's national teams or club teams at the end of the season, sort of season review type videos, And it, they're always framed, in my opinion, as the women looking up to the men and the women's team manager always taking pointers from the men's team's manager only. And I have a real problem with that. That really bothers me. You know, you can have Mikel Arteta and Jonas Eideville in a video 
And the way it's framed, it's Mikel Arteta telling Idaval all, all these things and Jonas asking him all these questions, right? And of course, they're going to ask each other questions. But the way it was framed, in my opinion, was very much like Arteta is the number one guy and you're the, he's the one gonna, that's going to be answering the questions. He's the one that has the answers because not based on results, but because he's the men's team manager. And again, I have a problem with that. There's no meritocracy, right? If anything, it should have been Arteta with pen and paper, right? With a couple of assistants writing down anything and everything that Jonas had to say, right? Because Arsenal women are extensively better than Arsenal men. Extensively. You know, they almost won the championship by one point. That is not the WSL by one point. That is not anywhere near what Arsenal men got. We were in the Champions League quarterfinals. The men haven't been in the Champions League for God knows how long, six years or so. They've reached an FA Cup final last year. Arsenal didn't reach an FA Cup final last year. So I think we got to put things in perspective and start changing this narrative and changing this, this visual and this idea that it's always that, that the men's team is a premier thing. Last year, Chelsea didn't really win anything. And you have Emma Hayes there. You should have a video where you have Thomas Tuchel asking Emma Hayes some questions from a standpoint of humility, not to punish him for not winning anything. He won the freaking Champions League. Like, there's something to be said about the way that these things are being framed little by little. These changes need to happen. And I am of the belief that showing people in the correct light and being promoting of or, or, or being supportive of the women's team includes not only facilities, not only featuring them on your social media, on Twitter or doing like that, but in a, in a deeper level when it comes to the, the, the tactics, when it comes to knowledge, to picking their brains, I think we can be doing much, much more, not only football as a whole, but specifically Arsenal, I think we could do more. Another piece of news was uh, the fact that Kim Little signed for an NWSL team, Oil Rain, I believe. And <laughs> what I keep thinking about was it, it just felt like it, in the Arsenal women Twitter, it all felt like that meme of uh, Denzel Washington when he just kind of holds his chest, like almost scared, like, oh, okay, Oof, it's not what I thought. And it happens whenever like a celebrity is trending and you the, instantly you think that they sadly had passed away and they didn't and it's like a relief and you see just like Twitter being flooded with that. So, of course, when I read that at first, I was like, oh my God, no. Okay, absolutely not. And then I saw that it was only for the summer and that she'd be back when Arsenal start training again. And if, if it were basically any other player aside from Kim Little, I would be concerned. I would be like, well, you know, what about her fitness and, you know, too much football, they need to rest and blah, 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 blah. But as we all know, Kim Little is the queen of queens and nothing faces her. And she's just about the most respected football player, not ever, but why not? Among the most respected footballers ever somebody that has changed so many lives so i'm all up for it i want her to be happy she deserves to do whatever she wants like every other woman on this planet and on the football universe and i'm really excited about uh her impacting other people and also potentially getting 
top-level talent interested in playing for Arsenal when they see her and they're like, oh my God, I can play with her all year long in the WSL with other players like Beth Mead and Leah Williamson, you know, and Viviana Mirema. It's just a no-brainer for me. So I'm stoked. So to finish, I want to remind you, in case you haven't joined me and us in this lovely community uh, over on Twitch, you can do so most Fridays, okay? And basically, it's an interactive Arsenal women show. I call it the Arsenal Women Friday Chat. Like I said, though, the next few weeks are going to start shifting a little bit onto more of a women's Euro type of vibe. And uh, I'm especially looking forward to June 24th, the day before my 40th birthday, to Netherlands against England. That is going to be amazing. And I'm going to see many of my favorite players playing against each other. And my heart is going to explode. But of course, I want the Netherlands to win. Anyhow, just stay tuned about that. And also, the next couple of podcasts might be one about the Dutch Lionesses and also the other one about the English British or the English Lionesses. Uh, because they're worth mentioning some predictions, how I would line them up, and so on and so forth. As always, thank you so, 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 so much. You can follow me on social media at Demian Arriaga. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll speak again soon.